here we are with our post-game interview for our second week in the Battleline Network Wednesday event. So we had our first map, which was downtown. Ninth Corps led the Union, and then Second Mississippi led the CSA in a very close match. Second Mississippi was able to prevail, and then our second map was on Schoolhouse Ridge, where the 14th Brooklyn led the Union, but the Kelly's Brigade led the CSA to victory on that round in another tight match. So we have leaders from tonight's event to talk about strategy and more. So first, let's go through our CSA representatives from tonight. First, we have Zoo. Howdy, howdy. And then we have Grape. Hi, pleasure to meet you. And then we have Natty Light. How you guys doing? Uh, Natty Light here. And we have Provost. How's everybody doing? All right, cool. So let's move on to our USA representatives. First, we have Tommy. Hey. Captain Tommy, I lead a C company in the Fitch First, Pennsylvania. We're part of the part of Burnside's Ninth Corps. We have Race. Uh, yep, First Lieutenant, Company Commander, B Company, Fifty First, Pennsylvania. And then we have Collector. Hey, hey. And then your announcing team tonight. There was myself as Guardian Eagle and Corden. Yeah, I was there too. So I need to know. <laughs> Thank you. So with that being said, let's get into the first round here of downtown. The CSA team was attacking. So what was your guys' strategy going into the round, and how did you guys react to the ever-changing battlefield? So, oh, sorry, sorry, you're going with CSA. My bad. That's, yeah, sorry. So uh, my strategy uh, first round was to initially uh, shoot it out um, with them. And so we leave that safety by numbers was the best way to actually implement that that map as well as to control the road and so that was our plan going into it um we knew that the union was going to utilize the stairs and that in itself is a ticket burner and so we were not trying to contest the stairs whatsoever uh we were trying to actually just wipe the company on the road itself and so our plan going into that um, it did get a little chaotic because you're sending a lot of people into a cramped road, and especially with both sides being cracked shots, um, it gets to the point where you know you're burning tickets left and right. Um, but initially, what we were trying to do is slowly face up our guys and control the corner pocket and to essentially win the shootout with them. Um, I felt that charges just essentially do not work um, in that type of game mode just because of positioning as soon as they spawn they're able to you know definitely get a full kit by the time the csa gets there and then at that point like you know the csa just burns too many tickets so it was a hard-fought map um you know kudos to the other officers for their brilliant maneuvers um midway through the game i think they they did great um but essentially it it, it was a little chaotic <laughs> um during the game especially when we first initially got into the uh, take a deficit, but we kept it just enough, um, you know, in, in terms of like, you know, being close when it comes to the phase of the game um, to be able to actually contest the point and eventually win. And uh, kudos to the team on that. So, any other CSAF thoughts for the first round? Well, the only thing I can say about it, um, 
once we finally got into the stroll of it from uh, the plan, I it kind of fell apart there at the beginning because things weren't exactly going to plan. But what plan survives contact with the enemy, right? However, one thing that we did do is the first Virginia, we managed to get ourselves back in a column. We started firing an echelon. And I believe that was picking off a couple of the good uh, men who kept poking around the corner from the USA, especially some of the men who were hiding in the backyards. But at the end of it, I had the pleasure of, um, because I heard it was either from Mr. Natty or from Mr. Knight. They had sent a runner over and they had said they're butchering you on the left and they needed help. So with the best I could, I managed to get the 1st Virginia Cavalry and charged over and we cleared the road. Uh, just so happened that Mr. Zoo and uh, his men from the 5th Florida and the rest of the men from the 2nd Missouri managed to come in with us and we cleared the road and we did it again on the end when they were breaking at final stand. Well, I just think that that uh, first game was very close. I mean, they had at least half a morale state bar over us the entire game. Um, I only think towards the end when we were able to cross that road and maybe get in around them, we were able to shove it just close enough for us to be able to push them in a last stand with the last few minutes left and break them down before uh, and get a majority. But, uh, yeah, honestly, I thought towards the end we were going to lose it. But we turned it around, whether it's sheer luck or great strat or a bit of both. That was a good round. Any other CSA thoughts, uh, thoughts Provost? Yeah, as far as artillery on the first map, it didn't go as planned. The guns are difficult. Targets are difficult. It's hard to tell, friend or foe. And we fired a couple times. At, and the buck stops on me because I ordered the fire and we got some team kills. So we started holding off and trying to hit way back behind point in between the houses and whatnot. But I was disappointed uh, with the effectiveness of artillery in the first map. But it's a difficult map. Thank God the infantry was able to pull it out because artillery really didn't give much help in the first map. All right, thank you. Let's go on to the USA. What was your guys' strategy to defend on the downtown map, and how did you guys react to the ever-changing battlefield? Uh, our strategy was to put the balance of the team up on the staircase. I think it ended up being IVB, 14th Brooklyn, and... Uh... I can't remember. Uh, I think it was JD was the rep unit who balanced over to our side. And Ninth uh, Corps was going to hold the right flank on the road, uh, hold that corner. Um, from my point of view, I was leading the 51st Pennsylvania on the far right. Uh, we were trying to engage the Rebs at the beginning. Uh, we started taking heavy fire, so we pulled back, back into the alley um, behind there where we were getting a lot better shots on there. Um, the match really got interesting when the Rebs pushed up into that alley, wiped 51st, and we were just engaged in a point-blank, absolutely brutal slugfest. Uh, I think just uh, that's where the Rebs really evened out the ticket the, the ticket deficit they had that allowed them to uh, pull that win out in the end. Uh, just backyard to backyard. Uh, nobody could really see anybody else just firing through fence lines. It was uh, absolutely brutal. I thought uh, both teams did really well. Um, uh, but the Rebs just powered through it in the end, and uh, good job to them. Any other USA? Yeah, so um, first round, like you said, um, Ninth Corps was going to be holding the right 
IVB on the left with uh, 14th, who I don't even know if they're worth mentioning because they had three people, and uh, JD. <clears throat> and uh, yep, that's exactly what we did. Uh, kind of <laughs> kind of boring on the left. Shot through the alleyway a little bit. I have to disagree with our team strategy here. Um, in the round, uh, during the round, I believe we totally should have charged out the rebels in the back alleyway. We just let them sit there. Um, Pratley got uh, concerned about the ticket drain, of course, um, which makes sense. It's a defensive map. You don't want to be too aggressive. However, I, I feel like we should not have let the rebels ever get a toehold on the south side of Shenandoah Street. Um, that's how you yeah, I, that. I completely agree with you on that. So yeah, the second they charged 50 verse back there, we should have like full committed, um, and we should not have ever let them uh, get in that backyard. So I, I was kind of molding there uh, that we lost that round. But you know, good effort by the Confederates for sure. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, no, so I don't. Know. It, it was well fought. Came down to the wire. All uh, I pretty much agree with Tommy and Collector on that. I was leading 51st on that match. We were just trying to take pot shots on the right side, playing a little too careful. We should have charged down that alleyway. We would have gone out of line, but at least we could have pushed them back, cleared them out a little bit, just trying to save tickets a little too much. Need to play aggressive on that map, or we see what happens, and CSA can roll the Union side on that one. Yeah, because once the ribs get dug in on that right flank in those uh, back alleys and in those uh, backyards, it's really hard to force them back out. Oh, for sure. <laughs> All right. Excuse me. So let's move on to the second round now, Schoolhouse Ridge. CSA, you guys were attacking. So what was your guys' strategy going into the round, and how did you guys react to the ever-changing battlefield? So you guys want me to speak? Knight's not here with the track, because Smokey kind of, between Smokey and Knight, Kind of integrated that, but I'll I'll just speak on it. Do the best. So the yeah. So the the strap was was to send, and it kind of went a little haywire in the beginning. But we were trying to bait the Yankees to go to the Tree of Life, um, by sending four flags and uh, some of this. I I forgot which which companies, but like uh, it was two two companies to the right, while sending the majority of our team to the left, and then gradually pushing them. Almost like a C maneuver through the Yankee, like the the road as well as their side of the point, to initially engage them. And it so far it seemed like everything kind of went according to plan. And so a lot of times, like uh, we saw a couple of regiments that were just kind of like sitting on point, so we just kind of pivoted and engaged them, and that uh, we just kept a mobile kind of like csa team where there was a couple anchors and if they were dealing with you know lots of fire like it was kind of like hit them from a different angle approach and to kind of move in and and just kind of keep things static and uh that's what my thoughts were and and the csa did like a really good job about that about like you know if there was uh especially like one point in the map too which which i can recollect where even like the there was like a one company that was shooting at us from the woods and we were able to get behind them and send like almost like three people three or two two regiments to hit them from two different angles and so it was it was just a a beautifully maneuvered uh csa team in terms of like 
you know, being able to play that map and, and to planning it accordingly, as well as, you know, good communication to kind of like understand what's what's developing in the battlefield. And so, yeah, that's that's essentially like what my thoughts for what happened. Any other CSA of thoughts? Uh, the only thing I have to say, though, is that the um, men on the right flank, that would be the 5th Florida and the 9th VA, who took all the flags and over on the right, was a brilliant fucking job they did. They fought well and they took all the attention off from what I could tell. Whereas the moment me, with the 1st uh, Virginia, and the rest of the 2nd uh, Missouri came around the left flank from the north, they had no fucking clue we were there. Caught an entire regiment in the arse and just blew them away. Yeah. But uh, aside from that, all I can really say is that it was a good, well-fought match. I mean, the first Virginia, we were all over the place. We were on the left side supporting Mr. Zoo's left. We were on the right, or when he transferred over on the left, when he finally pushed out from that. We actually fished over onto the right and helped over onto this. Uh, I believe it was the 9th Virginia. We had a couple of men with Kelly's Brigade mixed in as well, and we were skirmishing up at the top of the hill. We were all over the place. And I think that's what helped us. Any other CSA? No, yeah, I mean, um, I think it was maybe 15 of us all together, Florida and 9th VA on the right. Um, at first, you know, we couldn't push because they had too many guys on that road, but uh, I don't remember who was on artillery, provost and his guys, I guess. They really softened up that right flank, allowed us to take the road, and after that, I don't know what happened. The USA just did not have really anybody on their left flank uh, at all to deal with us, which was fine, but they had enough people for us to go and challenge and kill, and we kind of just wiped out whoever we could. We dropped at least one flag because the artillery softened them up again uh, right under the point, and we were able to push them out. Um, and then there was this one moment right just right after that that we came in right behind uh, at least 30 Yankees in a little creek or whatever it is, stream. Uh, we got wiped out, but I think that allow that confusion of uh, reps coming up behind them, shooting them in the back, allowed I think Second MF to sweep in from the road and wipe them all out. And that was the point we took the road, and they never got it back. That's not true. Something like that happened. <laughs> Provost, any thoughts for the second round? Yeah, as, as far as artillery is concerned, I mean our game plan on Schoolhouse Ridge is to try to get the infantry to lure uh, the Union to the Confederate right, somewhere about 30 yards left of point on right. And uh, they did a great job. Uh, we, uh, you know, I, I there's no disrespect towards the Union, but when we, they didn't move much when we were hitting. They stayed solid and just, just were excellent targets for us. Uh, we would hit them hard and they wouldn't move. And I'm like, do it again, you know, fire for effect. And it, it, by the time we were decimating companies with shots and finally you would see two or three guys leave and just run. And, uh, they, they, they never stayed away from artillery fire. They, they made it easy for me and my guys, whatever. And, uh, you know, they, they just 
didn't seem like they had anywhere to go. And they even got at the top of the ridge and were firing down um, from rocks. And we started hitting that and just decimating them. So they ran out from the rocks out in the open, which really sealed the deal for them. But it was just, um, it was, you know, no disrespect and it was a good match. But I, I, I think infantry commanders, you know, if you're getting hit, if a couple shots hit you direct on, you got to get out of there. And they, they just didn't seem to do that. If they did, it was not far apart. It was 30 yards down the road, which is a couple of taps of the gun. And we hit them again. And, uh, you know, the infantry seized on every shot we took and it just worked out perfectly, you know, so, but hats off to the union, you know, they, they were, they fought their hearts out and, you know, I have nothing bad to say about them. I, I, I just think they should, you know, whoever's in charge, if you start getting hit pretty hard with artillery, you've got to get out of there. But, you know, that's all I got to say. I, you know, everybody did a great job. Infantry commanders just followed with the artillery. You know, the Confederate infantry commanders just would watch it hit, and then they'd seize the moment. And they, they kept that momentum going the whole time. So that's all I got to say about it. All right. Thank you. Now let's move on to the USA. What was your guys' strategy going into the round to defend the Schoolhouse Ridge, and how did you guys react to the ever-changing battlefield? So, um, the overall strategy was a very interesting one. Um, <laughs> and I think I should, I should preface this by saying uh, I will fully admit, without throwing anybody under the bus, that um, I think the leadership of the Union team on that round was ineffective at multiple different levels. Um, but anyways, going, going forward on this, our strategy was IVB was going to hold the right flank. I think JD was going to be the flexible unit. Uh, and 9th Corps was going to hold the left flank until they started taking heavy fire, and then they would fall back closer to point. Um, 14th Brooklyn in command of the plan on the battlefield. Uh, so what IVB did is we held the right basically the entire game. Uh, we pushed up into the rocks. Uh, oh, sorry, into the, the kind of the forest and the rocks. I detached my two separate companies. We wiped a couple, a couple small skirmishing units. Uh, and to my surprise, they kept getting around us on the right. And every time they got around us on the right, we would just, I would move one of my two companies <laughs> up to the fence and wipe the unit coming in on our flank. So uh, that was quite surprising. After I did that maybe once or twice, I looked to my left flank and I hear in the steam call, uh, like uh, 51st pulling back and I look to my left flank and the entire team is wiped nobody is on point IVB is the only unit alive everybody else is at main deployment and I'm sitting here like what the fuck just happened <laughs> and so I move my guys up to point I'm like alright everybody's gonna come down here right and we're all gonna like redeploy out right and nothing was said in the steam chat and so we're sitting on point and we're getting shot from literally like three different sides. We're the only unit alive on the battlefield. Nobody's saying or coordinating in Steam chat. And we're getting eaten alive. And I'm just what we're getting out of here. Um, I mean, it was the same thing the entire game. It was just ineffective leadership uh, on a few different levels. Um, inability to, to react to what was going on. Um, stuff like that. I don't know. I'm happy with how... I 
the 69th New York did on the right flank um, when we eventually got back there after being forced back that first time. Did a phenomenal job again. We wiped a couple more units, held them back off the right flank. Didn't get hit by artillery once, even though I'm sure <laughs> Provost, he did an excellent job on artillery from the carnage I saw of our friendlies who didn't pull back. But, ah, I'm still malding. Could have won that. Could have won that. I'm seething so hard. Uh, yeah, we had some pretty seething. major command and control issues. Um, <laughs> the plan pretty much fell apart the minute we came into contact with the Rebs. Uh, I'll admit to it, my unit 51st Pennsylvania I was leading us on that map. We were the ones eating those artillery shots the entire time. Uh, partially that was because uh, I'm still kind of a new leader figuring out how to lead. And uh, tonight I learned that you have to move the line a lot more laterally left and right to dodge the artillery fire. Uh, but sometimes you do just have to stand there and eat artillery fire and just die so the rest of the team can get in position. But I really had no idea what the rest of the team was doing or what they were supposed to do. Uh, our job, 51st Pennsylvania, we were going to hold just left to point the entire match. And we didn't really pull off of that position on the snake rail fence until it became clear that nobody really knew what the rest of the team was doing. So I got us out of there, pulled us back up the hill. Um, we spent most of the rest of the hill skirmishing from that, uh, that rock, just firing down the hill back onto the road. Uh, the Rebs on the left flank... Um, by, uh, I think they called it the Tree of Life. Uh, we were having some good skirmish, uh, uh, good skirmishing with them. But yeah, we had some command and control issues, which is one of the reasons we lost. But another reason we lost is that the Rebs just did a really good job. So props to them. Um, I can't really add much in behind Collector and Tommy there. The Artie on CSA side is definitely what won that. We we're holding in the road. Fifty-first was, and no matter if we would shoot and advance towards the Tree of Life or pull back to the north, no matter which way we'd go, we had rebels shooting at us. We had Artie just hammering us, and we knew if we pulled up onto the ridge, CSA can take that road. And as soon as they take that road, it with the new mechanics of jumping fences, it's just hard to hard to take that back. Yeah, we were really hesitant to let them take the road, and I think that kind of showed how the battle played out the minute they did it was completely over exactly and uh, kind of as everybody said once we took first contact it it didn't work out too well and there was a point where we had a rebel group come from our right flank down the road we didn't even see till they were in our backs completely wiped us out <laughs> and from that point on that's kind of just where it went downhill Accurate arty from CSA and just movement from CSA. All right. And another thing, though, yeah. Mr. Tommy, your men still own one of my guys a set of testicles, sir. That was a gnarly shot. I take that shot. Sorry about that. I got a question for you, USA. Did uh, did Sevi ever say that you should let them cap the points so you can overtime them? Yeah, towards um, the end of the I don't game. recall when Sevi left. Oh Where's yeah, he did, he did say that at the very end. That, <laughs> we didn't have the coordination to pull it off. That is always his plan. <laughs> there might be a point there in Cord where I blew up a little bit and I just quit listening to everybody, so I'm not totally sure. So yeah, yeah, it was just nothing but respect. You guys fought your ass off, you know. So I mean, hats off to you guys. Hats off, boys. 
Don't kick yourself in the balls. You did you did fine. All right. I just felt like it was one hand tied behind the back at the entire time. One Never person got a chance to bring that second arm around while we go. Oh, I forgot to ask. Peter Faison. Corded. Did you have any questions for either round? Okay, uh second round for ninth core. Um when you're kind of trying to let the CSI cap. Um, everyone else was in back in the small end, back behind the all the, the dirt mounds and such. Why were you staying out uh, in the open well, with the rocks and skirmishing? Um, kind of mostly we're, we're known for skirmishing, but second, that's just kind of how it played out. We had already spawned in. We're moving down the hill when the decision was made to hold back and spawn. And it's like, well, instead of running up the hill and exposing ourselves that direction, our best choice is to stick at these hills, which we weren't taking a whole lot of casualties there. What casualties we were taking was from basically indirect arty fire that was hitting its mark. And by that point in the game, coordination had pretty much entirely broken down. I, I didn't really know. Nobody in Ninth Corps really knew what we were supposed to be doing. All right. So... Yeah, so we just held around that rock. We weren't taking too much fire. Uh, towards the end of the match, we started taking fire once the RD got zeroed in, so we repositioned. Um, but yeah, it, it was mostly just by that point. Gotta be honest, we didn't really even know that the whole team was pulling back uh, there, behind the readouts. There was one point where Tommy and Gustav, who was leading ninth, had an in-game chat of basically, what are we even doing right now? We're, we don't know what's going on. Like we said, it was just poor uh, communication, mumble leadership, uh, lack of top-down control. All right. Um, another question for the union. Um, regardless of uh, the leadership decisions that happened, um, in another time, would you have considered, uh, as you were pulled back, to send some groups far down to the right? Um, but still staying behind the dirt to be, you know, kind of secret, so that when they did cap, you have someone that's already on the right side. Collector, do you got anything on that one? What'd you say? Sorry. Um, basically, oh, when if we when we would send people down to the right, um, I think they're smarter than uh, that. I don't think that really would have worked. It would have spread us out, and at that point, coordination was so bad, and we were outnumbered by so many. I think it was it was like one day it was twelve. At least we were outnumbered by about a dozen. Um, if we split our fronts during our attacks, I don't think it would have succeeded. I think our our best chance was to do coordinated assaults, and those assaults were not <laughs> were not coordinated like they should have been. Uh, I I don't know if you captured it on the video, but you could see uh, IVB's first assault. We made it to the point without taking like hardly any casualties. We completely juked out the Confederates. And once we got up to that fence, I turned around, and it was only the 69th. There were, none of the other regiments followed us to charge on point like the commander of the group was, uh, commander of the team ordered. I, I turned around and nobody was there. It was just the 69th, and we just got, like, swallowed. So, I, uh, I like the idea of doing that, but we didn't have the men, we didn't have the coordination, and I think our, our the rebels were just playing so well. I don't think it could have worked at that point. Um, I don't know. It was. A, we should have started chatting Fredericksburg. 
I'm gonna give me PTSD. Hi, we should have started chatting Fredericksburg, Fredericksburg <laughs> as you were charging on us. <laughs> Any other questions, Corded? Uh, nope. All right. Any other quick comments from anybody? Um, join the IVP Discord.gg/IVP. They don't have any good Irishmen. Join the First Virginia Cavalry, halfblack.com. What? <laughs> All right. What is that domain? Right. <laughs> run, that, run that by me again. Halfblack.com. Halfblack.com. Named off of our old Sergeant Major. And onlycavs.com. Aye, and onlycavs.com or onlycavs.gg. You can find us there. All right, everybody. We, we well, might need if we're, uh, if we're going to do plugs, I'm always hiring artillery in a 38th artillery. Hiring? So. Do they get paid? We oh. get paid, uh, and you get you get better pay and benefits. No shot. Oh, shit. They got no, benefits? No, yeah. no offense, but by ninth quarter, I'm going to Artie. All right. Come on. I'll hire you. Have dental. We do. We'll, if Fuck, your tooth is bad, dental. we'll just knock it out. And it's free. My payment is whiskey. That's all I need. Oh, yeah. We got, oh, we, we got plenty done. of whiskey. Yeah. Shit, I'm going to have to defend boys. Whiskey and potatoes. You want that? <laughs> I'm, give me, I'm, them, I'm give me them red stride, brother. Sign me up for the artillery. <laughs> hey, look, now if you want a real shameless plug, Battleline Network is looking for announcers and frontline reporters. If you are interested... <laughs> no, that's just fucking shameless. <laughs> <laughs> shameless. Wow. It's not shameless. It's cordless. Are we recruiting? This is a video? Yeah, this is he's, actually he's now. I just gotta say, awesome yeah. job, Artie, on CSA. You did amazing that second match. You really, you almost Thank clutched you, up for us on that first map. Yeah, you really Yeah, did. we uh, we had a bad first map, but we... Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. We, uh, you know, re... <laughs> we got it together on the second. It, it, the, the first map's not easy. And yeah. one of them I can say about artillery for the first month. It was go. thank God they weren't firing high explosive. They were firing solid shot. That was the only thing I can say about that. All right. Yeah. All right. With that being said, please like, comment, share, subscribe for more. Thank you all for watching. I hope you enjoyed. Have a wonderful rest of your night. See ya. Good night, everybody.